Good evening, and welcome to the Father's Heart Ministries. This week's message is on God's love. Let's do a little review from last week. Last week, we learned what is love. Love means an intense feeling of deep affection, a great interest and pleasure in something, and it also means feel deep affection for someone and like all enjoy very much. Now last week, like I said, last week we look at the meaning. So we all know what love is. But do you know what the Bible said what love is? The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 13, 48, it says, and this is the NIV Bible, it says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but there, where there is, are prophecies, there will cease. Where are tongues, there will be stilled. Where there are knowledge, it will pass away. So last week we learned about love and how we must learn to how to, not just learn how to love our spouses, not just learn how to love our kids, not just learn how to love our neighbors, but we also learn about how to how God loves us. In John 3, 16, it said, For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So you see, with God's love, there's fullness of life. God's love gives us life. It gives it helps us to be encouraged. It helps us to know that we're not alone. Knowing that God is God is for us and he would, if God is for us, who can be against us? So if God is for you, who can come against you? There's nothing that you have done can change God's mind and heart towards you. So therefore as as you are learning as he gradually wants you to learn about not just his love, but learning how to love each other, learning to love the people that he placed in our, in your life, a place around you, learning to love your spouse, your husband, learning to love your wife, learning to learn how to love your kids, learning to love love your your friends and many other people here placing your in your life. So he wants you to learn how not just know about love, because the world knows what love is, but do you? But we know what real love is, because true love is founded on the cross of Jesus. I repeat myself: true love is found on the cross of Jesus. Remember, Jesus went to the cross for you and I. He all the things that he did on that cross. It is not in vain, but it's because his love, I repeat, 
It is His love, Jesus' love, the Holy Spirit love for you and I, for us to and us to understand, us to know, us to see what real love looks like. Real love is not just not just you saying, "Oh, you love your husband," or "You love your wife," or "You love your kids." No, that's good that you saying that you love them, but do you actually showing them that you love them? See what I'm saying? There's a difference between telling someone that you love them and actually proving that you love them. You know your spouse love language. You know what your husband love language is. You know what your wife love language is. You know what your kids love language is. But do you understand the action that goes behind those words, those I love you words? Love, it shows that you care for someone. Love is not just, you say, oh, I love someone, I love somebody, but not back up that word with action. Because remember, when Jesus told us he loves us, he showed us the reason. He shows us how he loved us. He went to the cross for you and I. He got beaten, 29 lashes, 29 stripes. So we don't have to be beaten with those same lashes. He went to the cross, so we don't have to go to the cross. He took those nails in his hands and feet because that's his love for us. He took the blood that he shed at Calvary. It was our sins falling off of his body. His our, that which is also a forgiveness of our sins. Why this now this is this week's uh, question. Why do God loves me? I tell you. I tell you why God loves us. It says in Psalms forty eleven, it said, As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy for me. Your steadfast love and your fruitfulness will ever preserve me. And read again. Psalms 40.11 says, As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercies for me. So God is not going to restrain his mercies towards you and I. It says that your steadfast, his steadfast love, and his faithfulness will ever preserve you and I. It said, as for you, O Lord, you will not restrain. God is not going to restrain his love for you and I. But he will help us. He will show us. He will give us mercies. He said, your mercies for me. It said, your steadfast that love and your faithfulness. God is faithful to us. As we faithful to him, he will be faithful to us. We must show him that we can be faithful to him and the things of 
of his word and the things of him, of things of his kingdom. So as for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy for me, your steadfast love and your favor will ever preserve me. Last scripture, Psalms 103.8, it says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. I'm going to read it one last time. It says, in Psalms 103.8, it says, The Lord is merciful and gracious. God is merciful towards you and I. He is gracious towards you and I. He is slow to anger, which is slow to anger, and it says, and abundant in steadfast love. His love is like no other. So when you tell your spouse, your kingdom spouse, your kingdom spouse, the one that God have sent into your life, that husband of yours, that wife of yours, when you turn to that spouse and you tell that spouse that I love you, now when you tell that spouse that you love them, now you got to put actions behind that words of that three-letter words, I love you. Because if you're not showing any actions behind those words of I love you, then guess what? Those three letter words don't mean nothing. Don't mean nothing. But we have to be able to, when we tell someone we love them, we actually show, prove to them and show them that we love them. Show them how we care about them. Because that's how Jesus did. He showed us how he loved us. He proven to us how much he loves us. And therefore he's calling us, you and I, to go out there and love one another as thyself. Love your neighbors as thyself. Love your enemies as thyself. Love your spouse. Love your neighbors. Love your kids as thyself. I don't care if your kids been on your last name. You have no choice as a parent to still love on them still care about and still encourage and still speak life into their life. Speak the truth into them. Right now, our kids, they need to hear the truth. The world is telling them lies, is speaking lies, is speaking things um, and filling their ears up with the wrong things. We as Christians, we as the people of truth, we have to be that that example to our kids. We got to show the world, we got to show our kids how much we love them. We got to point them to the cross. We got to help them to see the cross. We got to help them to see what all the things Jesus have done for them. They might not understand, they might not uh, grab a hole and understand what you're saying. Some of them, and if you have teenagers, they might say, Whatever, mom, whatever, dad. No, God's not real. Jesus is not real. I don't care. I don't know what you say. You still tell them the truth because the enemy will tell them lies. 
upon lies. The world gonna tell them lies upon lies. But we hold the truth in us. God placed the truth in us. He placed the light, His light in us. We are know the truth. The world don't know the truth. The world thinks they knows the truth, but they don't know the truth because we know the truth. Now, I know you're probably thinking, but it's not like uh, thinking high of ourselves. No. Once, think of, if you think of, of high of yourself, that's not a good thing. You think you're better than someone. You are not better than anyone. The world needs Jesus, just like you need Jesus, continue Jesus in your life. The world needs to know the truth, just like you have the truth. That God has already placed the truth in you for you to, for you to go out there and tell the world about the love of Christ. And not just tell them about the love of Christ, but actually show them. Do something good for them. Feed the poor. Feed the hungry. Whatever you can do to show God's love for someone. Encourage someone. When you see someone in, um, in, you know, in church or in even God there and you know how to call someone to encourage someone or text someone to encourage someone, do it. Be obedient to God and do it. And know that God will bless that person's heart. And not just bless that person's heart, but they, go, they will see the love of Christ working in you. And if they will see, and once they see that love of Christ working in you, they see that God's love is real. And then they will want to be a part and want to have what you have. Remember, you have what they're looking for. You have the hope that they're looking for. You have what they, they need. You have that in word of encouragement. You have the word of the truth. And remember, you're not better than the, the people in the world. Don't let that mindset, don't let them have that think, have that type of mindset about, about you. Let them see God's love by the, your actions. People, the people in the world, they're tired of hearing that God, that God loves them, God loves them. No, they don't, no, they keep, they're tired of hearing God loves them, Jesus loves them. And they have questions like, okay, if God loves me, if Jesus loves me, why did he allow this to happen? Why he allowed that to happen? I can tell you, I can tell you um, why uh, this happened and why that happened, but I don't believe God allowed it to happen. I don't believe God allowed that. I believe the the people in the in the world, the people, the enemy is behind the bad things that's going on in this world. It's not God. God can stop stop the evil that's going on in this world. But we have to as we are in the in this world, even though we're in this world, we're not of it. Even though we're in this world, we have to do everything we can to separate ourselves from the things of this world because we're just passing through this world, this earth. 
Uh, this is not our home. Our home is in heaven. Our home is with our Savior. Remember, God loves for you. It's not going to ever fail you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. You might feel like God has left you. You might feel like God don't love you. But trust me, he does. Trust me, he cares about you. If he didn't care about you, he wouldn't have went to the cross for you and I. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't have taken those, those nails in his hands and feet and got thrown upon his head and allowed God, them to, to crucify him on that cross. If he didn't love you, he would not, he would not pray. He would not pray to his heaven, to, to our heavenly Father, and act and intercede in our behalf, and tell and said the Father forgive them, but that they don't know what they are doing. Remember, when they had crucified Jesus, they know. I agree with Jesus. They know exactly what they were doing. They know who they were pointing on our cross. They know what they were doing. Then when they said crucifying, crucifying, they know exactly they were doing. But you know what? Just because they would crucify him, do you think Jesus didn't love them? He still loved them. All those people in, 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 that, in that crowd, he still loved them. Because if he didn't love them, he won't have turned to, to, into heaven. And pray in their behalf and in the seed in their behalf and asking the Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, to forgive them for what they are doing to, to Him. And therefore, we must be an example of God's love. If God is calling you to go to the mission and field, be obedient and go to the mission field. If God calls you to give to the mission, into mission at your church, give whatever you can give. If God leads you on how to pray for our mission, our mission team, pray for them. Whatever God, because they're going out there and they, they're laying down their life into a mission field for not just for, not just for, for you and I, but for, the, for those souls that is out there in other countries and nations and in our cities and states and townships, towns and, and many other places. No matter where you at, no matter what state you're in, no matter what country you're in, no matter, no matter what nation you're in, God loves you. He loves you. And he did. He went to the cross for you because that's how much he loves you. Now I don't. You don't have. You no, know, if you can lay down your life for your spouse, you know, like Valentine's is coming up on Monday, on the fourteenth. When you do something special for your spouse, don't just give them flowers and candy and take them out for dinner and. And you know, and and do I, I say I love you? Matter of fact, 
Every day should be Valentine's Day. Every day you should should show your spouse that you love how much you love them. And not just saying you love them, but actually proving to them that you love them. I don't believe your husband wants to hear you love them and not see that you really do love them and see that you can prove that you love them. I don't think your wife, you know, want to hear you say that you love her, but cannot prove to her that you love her. I don't, if you want your kids to grow up and know what real love looks like, I believe when, let them see how much that your, their mom and dad, how much their mom and dad love each other. Let them hear, let them see, let them in a way where they can understand the love that you have for each other. Because our kids are watching us. They're growing up quick and fast, yes, but they are watching us. They're watching every move that we make. Every move that we make. They're watching our actions. They're listening to our words. They are watching us. They are watching us to see how we treat one another, how we treat uh, uh, each other, how we treat our spouses. And to see if they, when they get older and they get at the age where they can get married, when they find a, a husband to marry, a, a man to marry, a woman to marry, a girl to marry, a boy to marry, they will see Okay, they will remember and they will remember how you are treated, how both y'all treated each other in them in their family, how their mom and dad treat each other. They see not just hearing both y'all say you love each other, but they actually saw the action. They saw dad did this for mom. And for them, and or mom did this for dad, or mom vice versa, and for, for and for them, they will see. Okay, wow, that's what love is. Love is not just saying that you love someone; it's actually showing them that you love them. You know, with taking out the trash, with cooking the meal. Where's taking the helping the kids them with their homework, where's you know every now and then dating your your spouse, dating your husband, dating your wife, you know every now and then having a time off, uh, just you two alone, away from the kids and while the kids them with home with grandma, home with with the with you know with their older siblings, you know watching them and babysitting them, you know. Let them see that love that you have for each other. So this Valentine's, let's not just say we love one another. Let's show the action that we, how much we love each other, how much we love 
our spouse, how much we love our kids, how much we love the people that is around us, how much we love our families, our, our siblings. Maybe you're not married. Maybe you you single, believe in God for my husband, believe in God for our wife. Now is the time to learn to love yourself. Because in order for you to learn, in order for you to love someone else, you have to be able to learn to love yourself. If you can love on yourself, then you'll be able to know how to show that love. That same love that you have for yourself, then you can learn to love someone else. That God will send your way into your life. The same husband that you're praying for, the same wife that you're praying for, the same future husband or wife that you're praying for, for your kingdom marriage, the same kingdom wife, the kingdom husband that you are believing God for, still believe in him for, for them. But while you waiting on God to send him your way, learn to love yourself. Learn to love yourself. Learn to walk in love. Because once you walk in love, then you will unlove yourself. Then you will learn how to love others. Then you will learn to how to show that love and to that spouse, to that kingdom husband, to that kingdom wife, to your future kids. Then you will know how to prove that love. Because this is the reason why God wants us to know about not just His love, but He wants us to learn how to love during this time. The world has so many hatred going on. The world don't know how to love. But God wants us to learn to love. He wants us to walk in love. He wants us to, to show others how to love, how to care about them, how to to them about how much we love them and care about them. He wants to know how to be there for someone. But in, like I said, in order for us to be there for somebody, to love on somebody, we had to understand what we love is. Remember what I said, what the Bible said that love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. I repeat, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. I'll read it again. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects always trust, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. For where there is prophecies, there will cease. Where there are tongues, there will be stilled. Where there are knowledge, it will pass away. But for God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave his one and only son. Remember this, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So remember everything I, 
I said tonight about God's love, not just God's love for you, but the love of God and love in general for everyone else that he placed in our lives. Now, I don't want to end this podcast without not giving you an opportunity to give, give your heart to Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and if you die tonight, and you don't know if you will make, if you will walk into the gates of heaven. I don't want you to die tonight and not knowing Christ, not knowing Jesus. Let tonight be the night. Let today be the day. Whatever day it is in your country, let it be that. Let that day be the day that you say yes to Jesus. Remember, Jesus loves you. He went to the cross for you as well. He died on the cross just for you. He cared a lot about you. He cared a lot about your circumstances, your situations, the things that you're going to, you facing in your life. God loves you. He cares about you. And he doesn't want you to walk into the gaze of hell. Remember that God did not create hell for us humans. He created heaven for us. He created the hell for the enemy and his demons and his dying, his dark angels then. But God created heaven for you and I, for us to be a part of what he has in heaven waiting for you and I. God went into heaven. Jesus went into heaven to prepare a place for you and I to be a part one day. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal learning Savior, I have a prayer salvation for you to repeat after me. Now, the next call is for the next group. You know Jesus. You have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But you, like the particle son, you went your own way. And you're ready to come back home to Jesus. You ready to, and you thinking to yourself, like that particle son was, would Jesus forgive me? Would God forgive me? Would God forgive me of my sin? Would God forgive me for what I did? Just like that particle son, he cried to when, when he went back home to his father. But he didn't realize that God has something planned for his life when he returned. Guess what? When you ready and you feel like you're ready to come back home to Jesus, Jesus has something planned for you. He has something in store for your life. He didn't left you. You even though you left him, you went your own you went your strength went your another way. God never have left you. Remember, God never leave you nor forsake you. And God was with you while you went your own way. But now, if you're feeling that tug in your heart right now, that's Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to your spirit, speaking to you. He's calling you to come back to Him. He's calling you 
to come back home to him. Remember, he loves you. Remember we, all he did on the cross for you as well. Remember everything. I know you went, some of you have went through church hurt. I know. I know what, what you're going through. I've been there. I've been through the church hurt before. But that didn't stop that church hurt from that one church I've been a part of. I had to, which I have left. And now I'm in a, a new church home. God has called me to. I did not allow that church hurt. This is my testimony. I have not allowed that church hurt from that that church that I have once went to, uh, was a part of one year, one one time. Stop me from the calling of my life. Stop me from finding God's love for me. Finding Jesus, the love of Christ for me. And just as I didn't allow that to that church hurt to stop me from stepping with me from, from stop going to church. I still trust in God. I still standing on God's on, on God's promise. I still stand in the word. I still trying to stay do whatever I can to stay faithful to him. Because I know once I'm faithful to him, he's faithful to me. And this is why I'm saying to you, don't let that church hurt stop. That church hurt stop you from coming back to Jesus. Don't let that church hurt stop you from coming back home to Jesus. Don't give up finding a church home. Because you won't find a church. Not every church is like that one church you came out of that has hurt you. There's churches out there that really do love you, really do will show you how much they love you. Not just say that they love you, they really do will love you. They will hug you when they, when when you least expect it, and you will realize how much you needed that hug. Because they don't know that you really know that you had needed that hug, but you know personally that you had needed that hug from that from that sister in Christ or for that from that brother in Christ. Maybe that word of encouragement that, that a brother in Christ wants to give you or that sister in Christ wants to give you, that God lay on their heart to speak into your life. Maybe that's a, a, a word that God wants you to, to uh, receive. Maybe that's a word of a, of, of a season that God to show you God really do love you. God really do care about your life. So, repeat after me. The prayer of salvation. Dear Jesus, I am sorry that I've lived my life without you. Please forgive me. I am a sinner and I need you to be my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I believe in you. You are the Son of God. I believe you died on a cross for me. You took my place and all the punishment that I deserved. I believe you died and were buried and on the third day you rose from the dead. I want to follow you and be your disciple. I want to learn how to live the new life that you have for me. I receive you now, Jesus, into my life, and I give you all myself to you. Take me just the way I am and make me what you want me to be. Thank you, Jesus, 
for saving me. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit and teach me everything I need to know. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you have said that prayer for the first time, I want to welcome you into the kingdom of God. The heaven is rejoicing. Angels in heaven are looking down and they're rejoicing. For you, if you have said that prayer, that sin of that prayer of salvation, and you uh, and like I said, you have known Jesus, once know Jesus, I have once walked with him, and you have said that that prayer of salvation, I have repeated that prayer of salvation, I want to welcome you back home. God loves you. He misses you. Let God cover you with his wings and continue allowing him to want to provide for you, provide for your family. God is your, a provi your provider. He is your source. He's your shield and protect. He's going to protect you from all harm and danger that will ever come your way. And right now, this week's encouragement, inspiration, motivational, I want to say is the love of Christ is in you. Don't let what someone has said to you in your past stop you from walking into your future. Because what that person said to you in the past, here in the future, it doesn't mean anything. Don't let it destroy your future. Your past is the past. Don't let your past become your future. Let your future be an example of what God has set aside for you. The people who have once hurt you in the past, yes, forgive them. But don't allow that mindset, don't allow that mind, don't allow that thinking of what they did to you, stop you from walking into the, your future on your future self. You don't know what your future self really looks like, but you guess who knows what your future looks like. Guess who knows what you really, who, who has created you, have created your future, your, created your future self. But guess what? If you're already walking into your future, if you're already on that path to that leads to your future, keep going. Keep going. Don't give up. Don't give up. And don't give in. I don't care how hard life is. Don't give up. Press in. Press in. To what? Because you don't know what's coming. No, I don't know the future. You don't, and I know that you don't know what your future is going to hold and look like. But God knows. God knows. Jesus knew what our future self is going to be like. 
He just wants us to trust Him. And while we trust in Him, we're going to get closer, step closer, step even closer. As we get closer to Him, closer to keep trusting Him, our focus, because remember, Peter sank in the water and, uh, and allowed the, the storm, the wind, to blow and it distracted him. While we trust in God, we can, there's going to be distractions. I'm, I'm not going to tell you there's not going to be dis any distractions. The enemy is going to do everything he can to distract us. He's going to send distractions in our way to, to distract us from our focus on what really, um, on our future self, our focus on what God has for us, what God has planned for your life, what God has planned for my life. We got to stay focused while we are heading, while we are going forward. Remember, you can't go backwards. When you go backwards, there's nothing back there for you to go back to. But if you go forward and you keep focused on Jesus, keep going forward, don't go back. Keep going forward. Remember, if you go back and you open the door that behind you of your past, there's nothing there for you to go back to. Even if you try to go back to your old ways, there's no nothing for you to go back to because you won't be like that father's son and you're going to realize that this is strange. I, yeah, I used to do this, but this is strange. And it's going to get strange to you because if you go back to your old ways, it's going to be strange. Even though you miss that old way of doing things, it's going to feel strange to you. But remember, if you keep focused, keep going forward, not backwards, keep going, going forward, keep going closer, inching close to Jesus, to your future self, you're going to get there. You're going to get to your future self. You're going to get to what God was, was, was um, preparing you for. Preparating you for, you will be in that position, you will be in that place where God has for you. So don't give up. Alright? Don't give up. Well, I just want to say good night or whatever day it is. Good day, good afternoon, good morning, whatever day it is in your country. Have a nice weekend. Enjoy your Valentine's next week. And remember, God loves you. He truly does. And I love you as well. Have a good night. Night, everyone.